0: Have you heard about the guys over at Chinook Cedary? They're the only sunflower seed company that is taking the time to connect with college athletes and trying to help them build their brand. They have eight flavors from mild to wild with way less salt and no sandpaper tone. So check them out today over at ChinookCedary.com. Three at the Silverdome in Pontiac, Michigan. It's a day that I'm certain my guests at this time will not forget. I'm talking about the
1: former Intercontinental Champion of the World, Macho Man nothing Randy. Nothing
2: means nothing nothing means nothing nothing means nothing what do you mean by that or i'm talking about all the way to the top yeah unjustifiably in a position that i'd rather not be in but the cream will rise to the top oh yeah yo what is up everybody we are back again for another edition of the in off the bench podcast i am daniel ball and i'm joined as always by my co host my partners in crime my brothers from other mothers jim cross randy Jowers, and boys we got a special edition we got super regionals coming at you We're gonna do predictions. We're gonna make picks. We're gonna break down regional action. We're gonna get into super regionals. We're gonna talk about who we think has the ability to make it to Omaha. Who looks good. Who doesn't look good. Who we gotta worry about. We're gonna talk about our teams, your teams, everybody's teams. But we're also gonna talk about the man, the goat, University of Tennessee star, uh, Evan Russell. He's joining us. He's gonna break it down with us. We gotta get. What's going on with him we gotta you know what is he doing these days it's 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 all up in the air and i can't wait to talk to him and, and get his thoughts on the college baseball action last week the college baseball action this week boys it's time let's get right to it help me welcome on to the show evan russell
0: We got the man, the myth, the legend back, the goat. He's kind of the baby goat because he's he's running late. But Evan Russell, man, how are we doing tonight?
3: Man, I am fantastic. I'm, I'm sorry I'm late. I appreciate y'all having me on. Uh, man, it's pretty awesome what I've done with college baseball and helping out with the, the viewership and, and all that and growing the game. But I'm glad to be on tonight, and uh, I, I just appreciate y'all very much.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Well, you know, it starts back with with a lot of you guys who came on early. So we appreciate y'all because we're not able to network and do the things we do without guys like uh, you and Sean who came on. And obviously, it all started with with Pabs and Cheese and Liam from Tennessee. So uh, we appreciate y'all because y'all helped us get our foot in the door. But you know, speaking of talking about those guys, I want to th- I want to talk to you about a couple guys before we get into these picks. You know, we we talked to you on the last time you came on about catching for Ben Joyce. You know, the guy is now pitching in the bigs for the Angels. Like, are you the slightest bit surprised, and have you been able to see any of it?
3: Yeah, absolutely not, man. If you look at just a physical standpoint, just looking at him and seeing if he fits in with the big leagues, he's already an all-star based on, you know, the the talent level. Now it's just seeing how he can mature mentally, seeing how he can – locate his off-speed pitches whenever, whenever he's behind in the count or even the count and, and things like that. But, I mean, the dude has the work ethic, he has the desire to be great, and he has the head, the, the mental capacity to, to be an MLB player for a long time. So um, now it's just sort of catching himself up, his personality, his, his makeup up to what his body can do. And once he meets that criteria, it's going to be scary.
0: Yeah, watching the uh, the clips that the Pitching Ninja put together, between the movement on that fastball and that wipeout slider, are you glad you're not catching that dude anymore?
3: Man, my hand does not need as much ice as it did while I was catching <laughs> it. That, that dude was super talented. It was awesome to be a part of, of his journey, but uh, it hit, the sky's the limit for that guy.
0: Yeah, no doubt, and so uh, to touch on a few other guys, you know, you look at Drew Gilbert, Jordan Beck, Trey Lipscomb, obviously your roommate and the guy you came on to the show with, uh, Sean Hunley, who's climbing the ladder um, and doing extremely well, like, you know, just talk about what it's like to be, you were part of a brotherhood with this Tennessee team that that was built up, you know, shout out to Tony V and Josh Elander for for bringing in these dudes, because it's showing that y'all weren't just a team of guys that were getting it done in college, but they're all getting it done at the next level.
3: Yeah. I mean, they're they're super talented guys and baseball is baseball, no matter what level you're playing at. Uh, Clearly you have to have the talent when it comes to physicality, but well, I mean, you're talking about Drew Gilbert, Jordan Beck, Trey Lipscomb, these guys, they can play. Um, At the end of the day, they've shown that they can play at a very high level at a very good conference. And now, as long as they keep doing what they're doing, they're going to continue to play at a high level. So um, there's no surprise that they're just really good baseball players, really good dudes, and as long as they keep their heads on straight and stay the course, I, I have no doubt in my mind they'll they'll make it to the highest level.
4: Speaking of high levels, Evan, man, we gotta we gotta get into the super regionals coming up, dude. Um, you know, we every every week we're we're picking games, and and obviously we wanted you to be a part of this. Um, so I'll, I'll start you know, with Alabama at Wake Forest, and I'll start with you. Um, obviously, Wake Forest comes into a super regional weekend that um, they, they're they just showing why they should be ranked number one and why they're the number one overall seed. They just mash in the baseball. They're getting good pitching performances on top of that. But then you got an Alabama team who's almost playing with house money. They come in, they're hot. Um, you know, they had, you know, a, a coaching change, you know, midway through the season, you know, don't want to get into the logistics of all that, but they're coming in with really nothing to lose. You know, you being a baseball player, knowing like being a part of games like this, who, who, who would you take in this super regional?
3: Yeah. I'm really inclined to take Alabama just because having the hunted or the hunter mentality compared to the hunted is a huge advantage. You know all about that. I know all about that, man. And and it is a tough feeling, um, especially knowing that a team that is mature, um, that they've been through the underdog mentality, so they know what it's like. And for them to come into an environment where they feel like there's nothing to lose, it's very difficult to take uh, take a team like that and, and beat them. Um, and feel comfortable while you're doing it. So that would give me the the motivation to pick Alabama. But I look at this Wake Forest team. I look at the talent that they have. I look at the staff that they're bringing to the table. And it's hard for me to go against them just because they are an older team. They're super talented. They have everything you would want in a college baseball team. So for that. I know it's Alabama. They're, they're riding a really hot season, but I'm going to take Wake Forest.
0: Do you know, Evan, though one of the reasons people are actually having trouble picking Wake is because of your team, right? Like a team that seems like they're unbeatable. That was just your team last year. Right. And so um, when you look at Arkansas, the year before, and so a lot of people are having trouble picking Wake simply because of what they've seen the last two years. I mean, your team was the best team in baseball. There's no, it's even with the loss, there was still no doubt about it. And, it didn't seem like y'all could be beat, but yet you were. And so a lot of people are feeling the same way about Wake, and so they're hesitant to pick them for that reason.
3: I, I agree, and that's a great point. Um, it, and it's even gave me the thought of, you know, no, no one's unbeatable. But if you look at that Notre Dame team that came in and beat us, the year prior, it was basically the same team They came in and they, they gave the national champions a run for their money in Starkville. And then they come off of that – and they come into a Lindsey Nelson Stadium, which is only a third of the fan base. I would say that the talent level of our team was better than the previous national championships, but I might be a little biased. Huh. But
1: No, you're not.
3: <laughs> yeah, but, but that Notre Dame team was much more advanced when it comes to maturity. Uh, their approach at the plate was consistent. Uh, they did not give up. They did not give in. And, and they, were, they were just ready to take on a really good team. And for that is why I think that we, we got beat, but I just don't see an Alabama team being able to do what that Notre Dame team, that Notre Dame team did.
0: Randy, he's definitely not biased. Cause I was in Oxford for that Tennessee series. I, I, I know what the, the national champions look like against that Tennessee squad. <laughs> big, big, so, big, big facts. So Jim,
4: since you've been on the, the, the wake train, who, who are you taking? Man, they were
0: preseason picks for Omaha. I'm not changing anything now. Wake Forest gets it done. Wake Forest. All right, Randy, who you got?
1: I am going to go Wake Forest, but for a lot of the same reasons that Evan said, I do think Alabama, Jason Jackson, enough can't be said about the job that that dude's done coming in, taking over an absolute awful situation and and absolutely making lemonade out of lemons The i think they do win a game and i think they push wake forest to the brink and wake forest the talent just overtakes them I mean, they got so much talent and that's on the pitching side that's on the that, that's side. the thing
0: hardles their sunday guy and he, he's, he's it's good. like drew, it's like the same thing with drew beam on sunday right like here's your sunday guy have fun yeah
1: but i do i do think alabama gives them a series db i
4: uh i agree i think at this at this rate um, it's hard to pick against guys like Brock Wilkin and Nick Kurtz. Um, you know, despite Alabama's success as of late, um, but you know, I, I'm, I'm going wait, got to number one team. They're going to show why, um, I'm going to give them two They're I think they're going to win the first two games. I don't think Alabama wins. a game.
0: I'm with you on that.
4: Um, looking at Indiana state and TCU, um, Evan, you were you were once a left fielder, man. Let, let me ask you, do you know anything about Indiana State's graveyard out there in in left field?
3: No, I, I never got to play there. Um I played in some graveyards, but I've never I'm not really comfortable um with the Indiana State <laughs> field.
4: I, I mean this it's it's Spectacular. I mean, it, it's something special. It's an actual graveyard, gra- you know, headstones, the whole nine, just sitting out there, you know, outside of left field, just chilling, you know, so, you know, your kids are running through there trying to get foul balls, like it's, <laughs> it's craziness. So with that, and given that, you know, Indiana State comes in, they're hosting a regional, they win their regional, um, TCU comes in, they're they they won big time against a really good Arkansas team, and they took their region. Who are you taking here, Indiana State or TCU? So,
0: so Daniel, if you update the stats, they've taken 17 of 18 now. 17 of 18. Wow.
3: Yeah, I, I will say that Arkansas was probably my pick to win the whole thing. Uh, I was super impressed with the way that they handled their business, and, and it's tough to say that just because of the the rivalry that I – that Tennessee has had with Arkansas the past couple of years. But Dave Van Horn has had them playing extremely well. Uh, they were super consistent. They, I, they didn't seem like they were ever going to beat themselves, which is a really, really consistent team in Omaha. So they were actually my pick to win it. With that being said, TCU came in, and, and they didn't really care about who they were playing. Uh, they, they came in with an extremely amount of confidence, and they showed it on the field. So, for that, I'm going to pick TCU. Uh, I would never bet against them right now based on their performance this past weekend. So, um, I, I, would, I would imagine that TCU is going to come out of that one.
0: So, Evan, Daniel asked me this question earlier. Let me, let me ask you this. Trey Richardson was a guest of this show from TCU. He had two home runs on the season. He had three against Arkansas, two of which were Grand Slams. How does something like that happen, Evan? How does a guy only have two the entire season and then he has three jacks in a regional?
3: Yeah, so, some days that the timing, your timing's on, your swing feels good, you're just confident. Um, he, he definitely looked comfortable seeing the pitches uh, in that stadium and the 14,000 screaming fans were not a problem to him. So um, seeing that and seeing the kid just step up to the plate and, and some big moments and not be, not be afraid, of those moments was, was pretty remarkable. Um, and, and for that, I mean, some people break out of their, their slumps or um, catch fire at the right time. Whenever the, the moment gets big.
0: All right, Jim, who you got Indiana state, TCU. I told you this going into regionals. The only thing I knew about Indiana state was Larry bird. I watched their regional. I learned they had a graveyard. Nothing has Turned me on Indiana State. And then as Evan was just talking about TCU, and then we've seen just how on fire they are. There's no way I can can go against that. And um, it is unfortunate that Indiana State isn't getting to host because they uh, they already had things going on. TCU is actually – I want to do a shout-out. They are raising money. I'm sure Randy's probably got a number, knowing him, of money they're raising for the events and everything that's going on in Indiana State because they were able to host down in Fort Worth. But uh, you got to give me TCU.
1: Shout-out to TCU for that. Shout-out to Indiana State for hosting the Special Olympics and not trying to move that for a Super Regional.
4: Uh, that's big time.
1: All that being said,
4: and give me got- the Horned
1: Frogs. They're not getting good karma, you say? No, no, no. TCU's the only one getting a good karma. And it's like you talked about, though. We've known that that team is super talented. That team can beat anybody in the country. And I do mean anybody when they're playing the right way. We saw it when you saw it in person in Arlington. And we, we Arkansas fans saw it twice this past weekend. No offense to all the Arkansas fans that are listening. Sorry, bomb. I know you're hearing this. But uh, Trey Richardson, have a freaking day, young fella.
4: Let me, let me tell you guys something. I I'm gonna take Indiana State and it's it's all part of the master plan of of what's about to happen here. Um but I watched them play. They're good. They're good. I was disappointed Larry Bird didn't throw out the first pitch to get things cracking, but you know, hey, you know, I'm not gonna hold it against them. Um I just think TCU is is their they used all their luck up this weekend. I think they're gonna, their inconsistency over the seasons about to about to show, um, but yeah, give me give me Indiana State. Moving on to Duke at Virginia. Duke uh, took two of three in the regular season against Virginia. Evan, who who are you going to take, Duke or Virginia?
3: Man, I just I feel like it is about time to see that Virginia team come back. And be the Virginia team they were uh, previously. That, there was a couple of years ago whenever we saw them in Omaha, and they were unfazed, unbothered. Um, they, they were a super hot team. And it just something was in the air whenever we were playing Virginia. So, um, with that being said, I got a good friend, John Painter. He, he follows Virginia. Um, and before the show, I talked to him, and he said that there was no way to bet against them right now. So, uh, for that, I'm going to go with him. Wow, no way. That's that's bold.
4: That's bold. Yeah,
3: super bold. But Jim, I don't trust the gut.
4: Jim, who would you bet on? Who are you going with? You going with Duke, the Blue Devils, or the
0: Cavaliers? Who you got? Is this a baseball matchup or a basketball matchup? I'm so confused.
4: This is baseball, bro.
0: This is baseball. <laughs> Oh. Uh, I love what Kyle Teal brings to the table at Virginia. Um, they just have a lot of talent. Duke's been a good story. We did all three pick them to win the regional that they just came out of. But, um, uh, you know what, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a ride with Evan. I'm going to go Virginia. Virginia. Randy, who you got? Look, shout out
1: John Painter following Virginia. You know, gut feeling could be gas. Give me the Blue Devils. <laughs>
4: That's how I feel. Give me, give me Duke. Um, I don't, and I've, I've said this, I don't think Virginia is that good. I, just, um, I haven't had them ranked high. I've seen them play every time I've seen them play. And one of those games was against Duke. Um, they were awful. They were not good. Duke smacked them around. Yeah, big time. So give me, give me Duke. I'm taking Duke. The Dukies. Um, uh, Oral Roberts and Oregon,
0: man, Evan
4: Oral Roberts and Oregon. That's, that's, that's a crazy matchup.
0: Uh um, oh, I, I got to know, Daniel, did, did he, Evan, did you rejoice when Vanderbilt lost?
3: <laughs> I'll tell you what, man, I, I respect Tim Forbin uh, to the max, but <laughs> there wasn't any sort of remorse whenever I saw that Vanderbilt did not win that regional.
4: So looking at this super regional, you got Oral Roberts, you got Oregon, two teams that maybe
3: weren't expected to be there. Who are you going to take? Man, I, that is a wild question to be talking about Oral Roberts in the super regional. Um, and, and for that, that alone, baseball is a wild game. Well, let, so, let, me,
4: let me stop you for a second, Evan i I'm about to jump on my soapbox here. As much as you are having a tough time talking about them in the super regional, you better get ready to talk about them in Omaha, baby.
3: <laughs> I think that's where he's going.
0: <laughs> I think that was where he was going. Let's go. Is that where you are Yeah, I,
3: I'm going to join that with you. I, I'm going to say that they're going to be in Omaha. They're going to be having a good time. And I would not like to see them first round. I ain't going to lie
0: he oh. he was uh Daniel did a top twenty five and had them in there and then when he was talking about his possible regional host, he had him there and he was mocked on Twitter and here we are there in the super regional and Daniel looks like i mean he was the only guy I could find that was doing this so uh shout out to Daniel for having that and for that my guy knows baseball uh I'm gonna go with oral Roberts Randy who you got
1: I love oral Roberts. <laughs>
0: The, the best tweet is, is Steven's shop, right? Like uh, nothing better than some late night oral magic, right? Um, Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm with
4: all of you guys. Give me, give me Oral Roberts. Texas and Stanford, two powerhouses. The names are familiar. They're right there on the lines together. Evan, who you got, Texas or Stanford?
3: Man, I, I cannot go against the Longhorns. Uh, they, they have too much tradition. Uh, my boy from – like five years ago, Nico Masha and Eric Masha, they were two twins. They played there. Um, they, they, they would kill me if I went against them. Um, I'm sure that we'll be throwing bets on them. I'm going to go Texas Longhorns for, for a 2-0 and o sweep.
2: Mm.
4: Wow, that's bold. Jim, I got to go to you, man. Stanford is a team that you had in your Omaha eight. A- you heard what Evan just said.
0: Who are you taking? I know that Texas doesn't have Tommy Troy on their team. He's a guest of this show. And I did have them in my preseason on my There's nothing I like more than to be right. And there's nothing I like more than to see our guests in Omaha. Stanford could flat out rake. Give me Stanford. Randy, who you got?
1: I am going to go with, for the same reasons, I'm going with Texas. And let's roll off some stats here. They have the most College World Series appearances with 38. Most College World Series wins with 88. Most yep. NCAA tournament wins with 253. Y'all realize that they've been to more than half College World Series? More than half. 38. Number it's 39. A sh- it's, a shame they the it's a shame they won't this year. That's all good, though. Texas A&M almost took them out, boys. We, we got to give a little bit of credit to the Longhorns. They went in to fraud you down in Coral Gables, fought the rain, fought the hurricanes. So we're going to give credit and to just, winning and
0: fraud. You, everybody wins and fraud. Oh Miss
1: got credit for it. Didn't they?
0: Well, I mean, they were the last team in Texas, Texas better
4: live it up. Cause next year they're getting flat humble. <laughs> just, oh yeah. <laughs> coming to the
0: sec. Baby.
4: So I, I'm taking Stanford. Um, for a lot of the same reasons that I won't take TCU. I'm not taking Texas. The inconsistency. Um, I just don't believe in that conference um, for, for those reasons. So give me, give me Stanford. Uh, going back to the SEC, we got South Carolina traveling to Gainesville to take on Florida. Um, South Carolina swept Florida uh, earlier in the season. This is when South Carolina was arguably playing the best baseball in the country at the time. Obviously we all know what happened, you know, after that point, but it looks like they've kind of turned it on uh, in the regionals, Florida, same thing. They uh, come in as the the number two overall seed and they, they take care of business Um, being swept, I think brings a little bit of uh, of excitement and eagerness and, and like redemption. Um, But I'll ask you, Evan, who, who takes this series? Is it
3: Florida or is
4: it South Carolina?
3: Yeah, I, I've been saying that. I've thought that Florida was the top to bottom most talented team this entire year. Um, I, <laughs> I think that they're super good when it comes to a lineup. Their, their staff is incredible when they're on, and – I would hate to see the Friday and Saturday guy, in their super regional.
0: I cannot believe this guy who wore a Florida Gators helmet is you going to. Oh
3: my goodness!
0: Mm.
4: Just when we, when, just when we thought we knew you, <laughs> All right, Jim. You 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 heard Evan. He's he's somehow. As a, I guess when you get done with school, you kind of just forget everything. So,
0: But who, who are you taking? I mean, like you said, that South Carolina team is looking like the team they did earlier in the season, the team that, you know, like I told you, they would have went to a game three with LSU. I think they would have took it. Um, they can flat out rake. Um, like you said, the pitching staff has gotten healthy. Um, I like South Carolina to take this series, and once again, how many Florida guests do we got? None. We got two South Carolina guests. We got Ethan Petrie and Will Sanders. I don't want to see them while I'm there in Omaha. But no, uh, aside from the fact that we have them, I just I feel like they got too many bats. I don't care about the Florida pitching staff. I think South Carolina can rake on anybody. I mean, they they're the only team to rake on Paul Skeens, if uh, if I'm not mistaken. Let's go, Randy. Who you got?
1: Everything you just said is correct, Jim. And I want our guests to be there. But you know what I like? I like being right. Florida's better than South Carolina. They're winning this. That team, from lineup to lineup, they have Cags, who's probably the second or third best player in the country. They got a great pitching staff. They have what I think is the best shortstop in the country. I think that that team wins, and I don't even think South
0: Carolina wins a game. Ooh. Both both Tennessee guys picking Florida today. I'm just disg- – I mean, I got to go – I don't want
1: them to win. I'm not – ready shower. Oh, plus South Carolina fans were real lippy on Twitter under, before that Tennessee series, and all of them disappeared after. What
4: is? What are the odds that South Carolina can sweep Florida twice?
0: Slim mm. and a hundred percent, hundred percent. Wow, Jim, you think they gonna- just like just like Cags ain't got a shot on Golden Spikes over either of my LSU boys? To be clear, Randy,
1: he doesn't, but he's a sophomore. That dude's got many yeah. more
0: chances. <laughs> Don't worry, don't worry. He he'll be okay. Let me let me ask you real quick, Randy. This isn't one of our picks, but who you got, Skeens or Cruz? Oh, it's Dylan Cruz. It's not even close, in my
1: opinion. I it's not. It's funny because I think it's going to be Skeens. I, I'm not saying that it won't be. I'm saying it shouldn't be. Dylan Cruz is an every single freaking day player who is hitting over four hundred doing what he does. It shouldn't well, even if, be a close. If Jay
0: player. Johnson would let Skeens do what Cags does, well, he would be an everyday player. True, so, and of Bryce course that they if there's anything we already got problems with is the two positions he would play are first base and catcher. And we got like 27 of those two positions anyway. So just wow. have him, just have
4: while him. DH. Paul, while Paul Skeens was playing games at Air Force, Dylan Cruz was, was getting after him. bro.
0: Dil- I just Dylan think position player should have the advantage. The first home run uh, Paul Skeens ever gave up was to Dylan Cruz in the first game of the season when they played Air Force, both as freshmen. Facts. Oh, facts.
4: Well, getting back to our picks. Y'all already know who I'm taking. Give me the Gamecocks. Been on them all year. I'm not about to, to jump off that. Yeah, strength. Evan,
0: Daniel has adopted since before the season, before they were even as good as they were, weren't even most top 25s. He said he needed an SEC team. So he adopted South Carolina from the
3: jump. <laughs>
0: <Boom>. <laughs>
3: I mean, that's a bold pick, but good. I mean, it is, it has paid off. So good for you, man.
4: Thanks, man. I, I, I didn't, I didn't put any money on it. I just kind of self-proclaimed <laughs> myself. Uh, well, it's they,
3: they, they were a super talented team.
4: Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I've, I've said my buzzword, you know, inconsistent, which I don't know if they've been inconsistent. I think injuries play a, a huge part of that. But I don't want to make excuses for anybody not playing well with injuries because I think – as a team you're going to have injuries throughout the season you just got to deal with it um, but moving on to Kentucky at LSU Evan
3: man LSU has Who, who you been- take? Who you take?
4: Are, are you going to are you are you going to pick that Kentucky team that seems like is the the hottest thing since sliced bread or are you going to go with the
3: the model of of like the lineage of, of LSU, Jim. Uh, explain to me why I pick LSU. They they win the Friday game. I understand that, but w- w- how do they win the Saturday and Sunday?
4: Oh, it's easy. They they, they, they hit bombs. One more, more run, The other team.
3: <laughs> I just i i i'm very worried about that pitching staff, and they they've been at the top of the at the top of the country, at the top of the rankings all year. And without Paul Skeens, I just don't even know if they're a top 10, top 15 team.
0: Well, Thatcher Hurt has came around. Ty Floyd is, has actually got a better record than Paul Skeens. Uh, but now, the, I mean, Cooper, Agenhausen, you know, those guys are actually starting to look good out of the pen. They're, they're coming around at the right time, Evan. You know what it's like.
3: Yeah, and it, it's all about being hot at the right time. Um, I, I get that. Dude, Kentucky,
0: but, did you see the way they acted after they won? They act like they've never been here before, and they're not going to be here long.
3: All right, Devin. No, I, I, I understand. Um, and, and, you know, I would never really, like, go for Kentucky. Um, it's just not in my blood, but I have picked Florida. Um, but with that being said, I'm not going to go against a Dylan Cruz-led lineup and a, a Paul Skeens on a Friday night. So, with that, I, I will go LSU.
4: There it is. Jim, who are you rolling with? I
0: mean, I'm glad he did it because after, you know, some of these picks I've thought about just cutting this whole thing. You know, <laughs> he's, he's really throwing me. Um, I don't think it's LSU. Um, I think the only concern is they like to play small ball. Um, they like to still base, like the butt. I told you Travinsky is somebody you really can't take out a lineup with the way they're hitting. Malazzo would be your defensive catcher who could put a stop to all that. Um, but I think you roll with them. So I think that Kentucky will try to play their game. But at the end of the day, their pitching staff does not have what it takes to stop us from mashing, especially with the guys who've got hot. Because like I told you, it's been the other guys. It's been Pearson. It's been Joe Bear. It's been Beloso on top of the the crews, Tommy Weiss, and Morgans of the world. Um, I actually think that this could get to be like a bloodbath. Randy, who you got?
1: Um I got LSU uh but I I mean Kentucky gave LSU some problems uh but I do I don't I don't think Kentucky's that good. I don't think Kentucky should have hosted. I don't I the, congrats you won a regional it's your third time ever.
0: You you know what, hey Evan, how pissed off would you be if you made it to regionals and you
3: end up staying in a dorm room? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that's not usually what comes with postseason baseball.
1: No, that's usually when you go to the minors, right? <laughs> <laughs> you probably take a dorm room for some of the some of the
3: digs they have. <laughs> yeah, man, that that's that's pretty rough. Randy, who
4: are you putting your money
0: on? LSU, Kentucky, LSU, LSU, Kentucky. LSU. Does, does Kentucky even win a game, Randy? No, no. Thank you, thank you, thank you,
1: Hunter. Hunter, I hope you go like five for five every game. Yeah, Hunter Gilliam
0: had a huge, huge weekend. That's our only Kentucky. The
1: dude game. said he don't hit bombs, and he that's, and that's all he's all done. He done.
0: But that's because he came on here. Yeah. Jim, could you imagine
4: a lSU Wake Forest matchup to go to the college World Series finals
0: well that's that's the stress I have right now because the four teams that I'm rooting for the most, if they all do advance, will be all on the same side of the bracket it's really it's really frustrating
4: could you imagine an oral roberts LSU <laughs> series. No, I can't at all. No, I I'm taking LSU. I, what if it was
1: Oral Roberts and the game Cox?
0: I mean, Oral and <laughs> getting off topic, fellas. Yeah, oh, it, it, family it, show. I,
4: I I take LSU. Moving on, the the last pick is is coming for. You, Evan, it's Tennessee, it's Southern Miss. Southern Miss, you know, gets to host.
0: Um, That's neither here nor there. No, no, that's not here nor there. Randy, break break down why Southern Miss shouldn't be hosting. So,
1: for one. You're going to do this again? Yeah. There's 855 more restaurants in Knoxville. The hotel room situation is Look, the best thing Hattiesburg has to offer is the Applebee's that closed down. They got a water park that looks like the Mississippi River. Hattiesburg, (laughs) Southern Miss fans, I didn't even know you really existed. Jim told me y'all all all got, like, uh, general standing in room seats and y'all be elbowing folks, but you found Twitter. Congratulations. You found an IP address, but you're going to get your feelings hurt. They wanted to go and say Southern Miss holds forward. This dude told me that Southern Miss averaged 2,000 more fans a game than the Tennessee volunteers and he's like it's probably because Tennessee wasn't very good this year so I had to fact check this fool so in Hattiesburg a couple things they don't have they don't have Google they don't know how to look up attendance records and they don't know how to win a super regional so they shouldn't have hosted RPI was better for Tennessee strength of schedule was better and a better conference won a better regional better package Southern Miss has a son who plays for Southern Miss their parent is on the committee nepotism is real Evan
0: that's why I let him have that spot, Daniel. That needed to be done. <laughs> wow. So
4: Evan, knowing all that, <laughs> you're Tennessee through and through. who you got Tennessee man
3: how 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 can I not pick the future national champions to make it to Omaha? You know what I'm saying? Let's go. I mean, don't let the boys get hot, man. you you don't let a Tony Vitello led angry, hungry team. Get to the super regionals against the Southern Mass. It's it's no question. I mean, is, there two, a,
0: is there a player
3: playing better than Christian Moore right now? He's hotter than fire, man. Hotter than fire. The dude is playing with energy, he's playing with confidence. And personally, I would hate to be a pitcher throwing to him. Um except for maybe Paul Skeens.
0: <laughs> is he, he didn't he didn't fare so well against Paul Skeens. <laughs>
3: Most no one usually don't. does yeah
0: hey, which speaking of evan that's something you don't know randy came on down to the box we uh we actually watched that matchup together uh doe against uh Skeens, and uh he actually gave paul his due he gave alex box his due and he he was a very polite uh individual even after the l so i'm proud of randy we talk about we make strides on here all the time my dude went down there and gave them all the do
3: yeah man i mean i i watched paul Skeens, and i think he's Probably the best pitcher, college pitcher I've seen, um, since really keeping up with the the game. So um I I think he's gonna have but a long you career. You would
0: have took him yard though, right? Yeah, Twice. come on now. It's Twice. Twice. Twice.
3: Twice. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. yeah. He probably wouldn't have known who I was and just tried to um give me a chance, you know. So Evan's tried seat. that. Yeah. Evan's taking Tennessee, Jim.
4: Who are you taking?
0: I think Tennessee had preseason Omaha once again. We got 13 guests from this team, including the coach. Um, but no, Tennessee is a team that we said all season had the talent, they just had to put it together. Um, you know, Evan just said don't let them get high. It's it's all coming together and they're scary. Like, I mean, everybody should be put on notice. And I understand Coach Barry's retiring from Southern Miss, this that, and the other. Me and Randy, I made a joke on my own team um two years ago. Evan was there. Coach Maneri was retiring, too, and they didn't have no problem sending him packing, so they're going to do the same thing to Barry. Whether it's Barry, Maneri,
4: Larry, Harry, <laughs> it, don't, it don't matter. Give me Give me Tennessee. Randy, last pick, why is it Tennessee?
1: <laughs> nothing means nothing, brother. No, but listen. You're going to have – you're having a team that everybody doubted the pitching staff. Vitello made a move to go to Andrew Lindsey during the Arkansas series, and all the guy has done is absolutely shove. The dude has been electric. He kept that going in the regionals, and then you follow that up with Doe. What we have is one of the best Sunday starters in the country, Andrew Beam, and the dude might not even have to pitch. Matter of fact, he won't have to pitch this weekend. (laughs) What you're going to see is Andrew Lindsey go seven. (laughs) Then you're gonna have Doe come in the next day, shut him down. And guess who's bringing it home? Chase MF and Burns, baby. On fire. Hattiesburg, you wanted to host a Super Regional Brothers. You're getting it. Don't let the balls get
4: hot. Wow. Wow. He is my fired. drop. He is fired up. Man, with that, Evan, dude. We got to have you back, man. It's, at some point we wish you nothing but the best. Um, if there's anything obviously that we can do for you. Hey, you know you know who to call. Reach out to us, man. And if anything, hop on Twitter. You know, give give Jim a little a little you know nudge here or there because w- what might happen is Tennessee and LSU might see each other in a couple weeks. It's it's gonna be electric. Not gonna be no Alex Box. Not gonna be none of that bull crap. It's gonna be Omaha, baby.
0: I can I can hey. guarantee you right now, Tennessee
3: LSU sell out. <laughs> if that happens, don't let don't don't tell Jim to check my Twitter because he's gonna be blocked for the night. But after the, <laughs> after Tennessee wins, then I'll I'll remember. I, I, I have experience. been
0: I have actually been shunned by a bunch of people for rooting for multiple teams. Trust me, Evan, you won't be blocking me. I'll be giving Tennessee their love if they win. <laughs> All right,
4: guys, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we got some regional action to recap.
0: Do you like having posters and supporting your favorite athletes? Well, the Athletic Collection gives you a chance to do that with the best posters in the game. They have many different teams with many different sports. Myself, as an LSU fan, I just got myself LSU baseball, LSU gymnastics, and LSU soccer posters to put up in the man cave. So get your posters today at the Athletic Collection, which you can find on Instagram and Twitter. Welcome back to the in off the bench podcast.
4: We got a regional recap, Randy, man. I know you had the opportunity to take it all in, man. So you lead this, this, this program part right here because I'm curious, man. I need to know what you're feeling. I want to know what you're feeling about Arkansas, LSU, South Carolina, all the other schools, and then I want to get your feeling and reaction with, with your volunteers, dude.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. I would be remiss if we didn't start with Arkansas, right? A team that got a split of the SEC regular season title, number three overall seed, 43 and 16, had battled through so much lose at home in the regional in Fayetteville. And of course, you know, Jim and I talked about it. You've seen the absolute Twitter overreaction from Arkansas fans and Arkansas haters as well. Uh, but what I really saw, and we've talked about this a lot, I think you and I even picked TCU. Jim wanted to pick TCU, but he couldn't. His heart wouldn't let him. Respect that. But TCU's a really, really good baseball team, and I feel like if people weren't paying attention, DB, this looked like a really big upset, and I didn't think it was. I thought this was just a really good baseball team and really hot. I think Jim said they had won 15 of their last 16. I mean, this team, and Trey
0: Richardson, my goodness that you know he only had two home runs you know he had two home runs coming into that on the season yeah and had more more than that in one game that's wild big big time players make big time plays in big time situations that's what they're saying
4: jim what do you think the difference is like obviously them coming in and how they played this weekend i think they were they were picking it back up towards the, the latter half of the season but you know, you saw them, they look good, and then they kind of fizzled out, like, what is different now? Is it people being healthy? Is it just gelling? Is it?
0: Well, yeah, attrition always plays a role into it. I just look back, it was 14 or 15, right? And so, we, we talk about these teams, right, like the teams that looked really good and we see their potential and their talent. In the first three weeks, they showed us this, right, and and we all like, all right, this is a team that's, that's going to make a run. And then they, you know, kind of – went down and up and down and up and n- no real consistency. And then, like we said, 14 the last 15, you they run through the Big 12 tournament. Uh, but I think we're seeing that team that we saw at the beginning of the season. I don't think the beginning of the season, that college baseball showdown, that, that was fool's goal, because we talked about that lineup, because that's the key thing about this, right? Like, they have a solid pitching staff, but those dudes can absolutely rake, not just Trey Richardson, but all of them.
1: No, absolutely. I thought that, you know, like I said in the beginning, if you weren't wa- paying attention to college baseball, this looked like a huge upset, obviously. But uh, just to go on that, though, Jim, when you look at the overreaction, that the DVH thing, DVH has obviously built this program a ton of success. But at what point are we past the point where you get concerned, is this team ever going to get to that next level?
0: Well, I mean – like, for instance, he can't help that, you know, he lost his Friday night guy right before the season, right? Like, he can't l- help losing position players. That's that's just being unlucky. But when you throw Hagen Smith out there, who's been absolutely phenomenal all year. I mean, he was a um, Golden Spike semifinalist, you know, final 25. And he goes out there and gets, you know, work like that. Like, there's nothing deviates. Like, that's why there's not even a thought in my mind. Honestly, for him to get them to the three seed and split a share of the SEC, he overachieved with all the injuries they had. I mean, remember, they didn't have Brady for eight weeks, right? And they had to move Hagan into the pen. You know, Cody Adcock, you know, guest of the show, but he wasn't performing the way um, he was supposed to. And then Wagner was out for a long time. You know, it's just, uh, to me, he, I mean, he really actually overachieved this year.
1: Well, I want to stay there with the with the overachieving, and I don't mean this as a slight, but talking about LSU and what everybody outside of Paul Skeens did in their regional, including the bullpen, and also we saw Dylan Cruz come back to form. We saw Tommy get some big hits. We saw Trey Morgan do what he does. But just talk about how were, were you were you a little apprehensive going into this regional that those would continue those those the things that have been
0: happening. Yeah, it's hard after that Mississippi State series, right? And then I go to Hoover and I watch the the bullpen have issues again. It's like you're, you're so nervous. But there were, there were two guys um, who really stood out to me in Hoover, um, and that was Ackenhausen and Cooper. So they made me feel better because we already knew what Guidry could do. Um, and then Ty Floyd, was he going to stay consistent? The problem was the rain delay kind of messed him up. But the other guy, and this is the biggest name in all of it, Thatcher Hurd. Right, come you talked to we talked about the transfer like that. That was the big deal. Everybody obviously talked about Skeens and Tommy White, but Thatcher Hurd was that next guy, and he just hadn't performed all year. And then his last two outings before coming into this past weekend, he had went over five innings and in back to back games, been absolutely solid, and he did it again. So that's the biggest note. Like Dylan coming back to form, you expect it, right? He's the best player in baseball. Um, you know, obviously, you got guys, man, Pearson, Joe Bear. It's not, it's not just the the bigger name guys. Every Everybody hitting, which, by the way, Randy, uh, interesting note in that, in that six run game, five of those bombs were solo. It'd have been amazing if we could actually, uh, you, every time we had runners in scoring position is when we didn't hit them. Uh, but yeah, it was all about pitching, right? That was the reason why everybody doubted them. And every guy that came in for the most part looked, the part that we were hoping for and expecting. So LSU fans should have a lot of optimism because if Skeens does what he does and then you have those other guys, like, so let's say it doesn't go well for Ty Floyd because we know it's up and down. I feel good about a Thatcher Herd, man. I feel awesome about a Thatcher Herd. And then Nate Akenhauser, Riley Cooper even looked really good. Um, and then Gidry shutting it down on the, on the back end. So, yeah, um, the bats, I will say this about Tommy White. I do have, I do have one thing. Um, this this weekend was probably, I can honestly say, while he had some big clutch hits, was probably one of his worst batting performances. He chased high heat and struck out about four different times, and I'm talking about bad pitches. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he, you know, he was overdoing it, you know, just really wanted to make something big happen. Trey Morgan got out a lot, but it wasn't because he was – That dude was, I mean, barreling balls, but just right to people. Um, But he made it for that defensively, right? I sent you multiple clips. My boy doing the splits like nobody else in baseball can do. Absolutely. Tell me, tell me you guys hey after those best plays, those couple of plays I saw you, I sent you. Is there any way you could even think about putting them back left field? No
1: way. Now it's win or go home. I'm putting the best players in the best positions that are going to help me win. And, and what made I'm it, Jay Johnson, that's Trey on first base.
0: And, and what made it easy was Pearson teeing off the way he did. And, and that's your left fielder. So now you don't want to do it. But I got a question for Daniel to bring him in the conversation. So Kentucky plays small ball, right? Um, and we're obviously going to get into that series, but I don't know how much you've gotten to see what Hayden is doing, but dude's just hitting tanks, right? But he has a lot of pass balls during the game if you watch. Are you willing? I mean, when a guy and when he doesn't just hit home runs, I mean he's hitting I'm not looking at he's hitting like 450. Like, Daniel, are you willing to sacrifice some pass balls behind the plate and maybe some some stolen bases for a guy who's gonna probably go three for four, four for five with a bomb in a game?
4: Yes. easy answer yeah Um, unless it's a guy like Skeens that's on the mound and the catcher matters Um, but to me if you're gonna give up a run but you're gonna hit a three-run bomb in a game like that's a fair trade-off I'll I'll take that I think the, the runs especially when you got the bullpen you know you know they, they showed a lot of lot of promise this weekend. So, if you got that bullpen, then, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take a hit defensively with my catcher.
0: Yeah, and, and cool for Travinsky and Beloso back-to-back games to go back-to-back bombs. That, that was cool to see. Travinsky, they actually, the camera panned to him and showed him in the dugout as he reacted to Beloso doing it again, back-to-back days. And, obviously, we love Kate, so shout-out to him. So, I feel real good about what LSU did this weekend. I, I will say this. Um, Randy, we'd be remiss if we didn't. Oregon State was a good team. No doubt. They are a good team.
1: And they got a lot of injuries too, right? And maybe it's different if they have their guys, but probably not. Probably not. But speaking of guys being out, coming back, all that, DB, we got to talk about the Cox, man. Everybody – that was a team a lot of people picked to get upset in their regional. They haven't finished the season strong, uh, haven't really looked that great. And all they did in their regional was absolutely – Dominate that regional. So, talk to me about that. And do you think that they're healthy? And are they regaining some of that top five form that we saw middle of the season?
4: Yeah, I mean, the 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 first thing you got to point out is you outscored your your three opponents, forty one runs to eleven. Is that
1: good? That's
4: fantastic. It makes your job on the mound pretty easy when you know Will Will McGillis is back. He's looking good. You know. Raylan Wimmer's back. Um, he, you know, he had a couple bombs and and he looked good. Um, shout out to Ethan Petry, you know, freshman All American. He, you know, doing what he does. Colmiss- Did Casas do his thing. Casas had a couple bombs. Uh, Lee Croy looked looked much better. Um, you know, got you know Michael Braswell big, uh, getting on base and just being a part of uh, having big hits that matter uh, with guys on. So um, when you Couple that with good pitching, good starting pitching from Mahoney, from Jones and from Becker. Then you put a guy like Will Sanders back in the fold. You bring him out of the bullpen. He gives you you know, one scoreless um, and then three innings uh, to close out Campbell. Like that's what you need. That's the recipe for success. Um, and I think, you know, they're as scary as any team, and this is probably what they needed going into this series with Florida, because when you look at Florida, you know you can beat them, you've already done it, but the way that they finished the season, I think they needed some type of confidence, some type of swagger back um, to kind of give them that edge that they need to kind of, you know, solidify, yeah, we can still play, we can, we can beat these guys, but I mean, overall, man, they pounded the baseball and they pitched it well, and it's really hard to lose when you do those two things right.
0: Yeah, and you found yourself feeling – not you personally, but I felt bad for Campbell because, you know, coming into that, the reason I picked him was, I, you know, South Carolina had been struggling so bad. Well, they got the, the best version of South Carolina, which for Campbell, that's a lot to overcome.
1: Yeah, I mean – Too much to overcome. Talent level was pretty drastic.
0: Yeah, I mean, Campbell was
4: the- – for the first time, the the hot choice, um, and he, I mean, I think they earned it, but they definitely weren't the same Campbell team that they've been over the course of the, the regular season. So I don't know if that's because of the competition. I don't know if that's because they're just not talent wise as equal, um, or if you know North Carolina State, South Carolina. Um, in Central Connecticut, were just that great of teams this weekend, so I don't, I don't know.
1: You beat who's in front of you. Yeah, I mean, and that's what they did. Speaking of beating who's in front of you, your Tennessee Volunteers were picked by a lot of people to not come out of the Clemson regional because Clemson was one of the hottest teams in the country. I think they had won something like sixteen in a row or seventeen in a row by the time they played Tennessee. Um, so you go, you you know, Vitello made the change uh, several, a month or so ago to go to Andrew Lindsey. Uh, that's who starts game one against Charlotte, and he just goes seven innings. He only gives up five hits. He's got 10 Ks, gave up one earned run, and they dominate that. And Jim was talking about it earlier before we came on about how good Christian Moore was, and he was. But you, Griffin Merritt, Jared Dickey, you know, Ahuna, he gets a couple of hits the first game. I mean, they just did what you said. They barreled up the baseball and got a dominant pitching performance. And when you do that, it makes Tony Vitello, Frank Anderson, Josh Elander's job pretty damn easy, right? So they come through, and then the, the the game that everybody was talking about, the most watched game of the regional round, just because of how good it was, was the 13 inning game against Clemson. So take care of business, move on, and, and we talked about it at nauseam, right? Simo and Zane didn't Zane didn't. We're down to you know you're you're down to your last out, and you go get a two last run home strike run even. last strike. He goes out there and just absolutely bombs. Uh, a ball, and Simo was unbelievable, MVP of the regional. You got Doe pitching. Burns looked phenomenal. Halverson coming in to close out Clemson. The play of the weekend, we talked about it. Simo making the double play to Maui, keeping their foot on the bag, getting that out, because that's game, right? That is ball game. You're in extra innings, they're the home team, boom, game over. They call him safe. Vitello immediately runs out, gets the replay. The right call was made, and then once you got to the next day, you thought, okay, well, they're going to go back and see Clemson again. I actually thought different. I thought, you know what? Clemson's probably drained. They're playing at 11 a.m., long game the night before. Charlotte's got a shot. That team can hit. Charlotte pulls off that upset, DB. I don't know how many people saw that coming. I was just kind of hoping for it. And then when you play Charlotte, same thing kind of happens, right? Tennessee, it's close for a couple innings, and then eventually talent takes over, and they just – Drew Beam was absolutely fantastic. May have been the best pitcher on the weekend as far as – just the consistency of what he did. Didn't give up a lot of anything. No hard hit balls. And they they go on. They undefeated in their regional. And um, I thought that Tennessee looked good. And nobody's been listening. We've been saying, all three of us, really, if you have a pitching staff like that, have a bullpen like that, the lineup will come alive certain points. You is, don't need everybody to go four for five.
0: You know why you got to give the pitching staff credit? If you go with that first Clemson game, Peyton Grice was amazing, right? Oh, he you was had to, you, had, you had to go toe-to-toe. Came out of the game and then went straight to first base. <laughs> and then made a big play at first base, like, yeah. right after that. But, like, like he was phenomenal. So, if if your pitchers wouldn't have been on their game, that would have went to Clemson, because did did he go, what, eight and two-thirds? Like, or eight and a third? Yeah, right, Randy, I, just giving I'm not even play? sure I would have taken him out when they did. It didn't work out well, right? Like, <laughs> But, no. man, a shout-out to that dude. I've been hearing about him all year. I, I mean, I, I'll be honest and say I haven't watched much Clemson baseball. That that dude is a baller. And then, to Daniel's point, comes out, goes right to field. Um, you know, like, I hear all about and I have watched Caglione play a lot. But just off what I saw in that game, I I, I got to imagine he's giving him a run for best two-way player.
1: No, absolutely, yeah. Grice went eight and two-thirds, six hits. Four earned runs, one walk, ten Ks. I mean, that's because he's on the hook
0: for. He was on the hook for the Denton home run. That's right. He they pulled yeah. him after the. It was hey, that was a that was a whole IOTB setup, right? Because it was uh, it was Griffin Merritt and Simo who hit singles, and then he came through a three run home run. So yeah, all three runs, all three runs were guessed.
1: It was also a good thing too, although Blake Burke's still not hitting like we've seen him hit. He did he did hit better. He had a huge, huge hit to keep him alive. And I mean, look, I think that all in all, this Tennessee team's dangerous. We talked about it. They're not last year's team, and everybody understands that. But this team has a confidence about them. They're not as loud and boisterous as they were. You got a guy like Griffin Merritt. They talked about it a lot over the weekend. He basically went to Vitello and said, put me in the middle of the lineup. I'm a run producer. And Vitello told him, you're really not right now. But he did it anyway, and all it's done is pay off. That was the Vanderbilt series. He said that. And, my goodness, all the dude's done is win games since then. And,
0: and, Daniel, I want you to address something right here as, as the neutral party in this. So, people were trying to say to me and Randy, but specifically Randy, that, uh, you know, because these Tennessee fans stopped believing that you can't say that you didn't stop believing and you didn't mean what you were actually saying. You've heard it from Randy every single week. Did he ever doubt that this Tennessee would round back into form? He stayed so, solid,
4: didn't he? As, as a matter of fact – the, the macho man says it best world macho man
0: nothing Randy, means, that means
4: nothing means nothing nothing, nothing, means nothing. Nothing,
2: nothing means nothing what do you mean by that i'm talking about all the way to the top yeah unjustifiably in a position that i'd rather not be in
4: but the cream will rise to the top oh, yeah. yeah i mean that's simply put the cream will rise to the top and that's what you're seeing with a lot of these teams But more so with Tennessee, they are exactly the team that Randy and all of us have been saying that they are. I mean, regardless of the result, we know what they can do. And here they are just right there in the mix.
0: Randy had a tweet, an infamous tweet that he brought back out. I forgot what the date on it was. It was like April 3rd or something. He said, don't all y'all come back when we get this thing turned around.
1: And they're all coming back, and I'm calling them out, DB.
0: That's nothing there. means nothing. That's right. Nothing means nothing. Hey, I do want to talk about, Uh, you know, obviously we probably ain't got a ton of listeners. We got to talk about Wake, right, Randy? Like, because oh, of yeah. their dominance. Absolutely, man. And all they did was
1: dominate some more. I
0: mean, 20 runs a game? My goodness. Let me ask you this, Daniel. You're our early bird, right? You're our East Coast guy. How do you like the energy they brought? They made a hype video during the delay and said, tune in at 1045 Eastern. Like, these dudes were – Juice to play at ten forty-five. Most people go. No, it's funny going to bed.
4: I I read that tweet because I think you 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 tagged me on it. But I read that and I was like,
0: "There's no way in hell I'm staying up for that. Not a chance." And the worst so, part is, if you went to the game, right? Like, if you're one of the people who is die hard and gonna stay for the whole thing, they put up so many runs that that game, I I couldn't stay awake. Like, dude, it was like, okay, like y'all got this in the bag. I'm gonna roll over and go to bed because. I can't remember what they put like 20 22 or something. And it was like, golly, man. Yeah, they they pounded those dudes. It was like it was ugly. 21 21 6. 21 6. Yeah. So uh was it worth uh staying up till two in the morning and watching? But shout out to them for like, hey, we're gonna play tonight, we're gonna get it done. Meanwhile, you had you know LSU and Arkansas pushing off to the next day. Uh Wake said, No, nah. they were there, and they were the ones starting the latest. Would you Um,
4: would you rather them do that or push off to the next day?
0: Next day. Uh, Do you think? Well, let me ask you this, Daniel. Do you think he took a pulse of his team before he made that decision and see what they want to do?
4: No, I think he took a pulse of the fan base that's there already in attendance, ready for that game, and was like, "Oh, we're playing."
1: There's riots in the streets.
4: Yeah, because I mean, you don't know what the next day brings, so roll it out there, man. Give. Give the people what they want. Make them feel you.
0: So, you know, before we do picks and everything else, is there – Randy, is there a team that shocked you most you didn't expect to do what they did?
1: Honestly, just – I think Kentucky kind of surprised me in the fact that I didn't have them coming out of the regional and absolutely not a a disrespect to them. I just wondered kind of the path they were on. Um, you know, from a surprise standpoint, I'll be honest, and I said it when I was recapping it, I was surprised South Carolina dominated the regional the way they did. I, I was. I'm I'm happy to see it for those guys, especially the guys we've had on the podcast. I mean, the least surprised wait for. Us. I mean, come on, man. I mean, I don't know. What what about you, Jim? Who was the most surprising to you?
0: Uh, man, you know I'm going to say It's got to be Oregon for me, just because I know we said a lot of times over and over again, we don't know who Vandy was, but more times than not, Vandy proved us that they were somebody, right? And they're at home, and like, you know, I just watched them too many times this year and doubted them too many times. I've seen Oregon play, like, I had Oregon in my top 25 multiple times this year, but then dropped them out because there was no consistency. So I really just didn't see them coming all the way up, you know, from Eugene down to Nashville and taking that. And they did. Like, um, and so I mean, I gotta shout them out. Cause I mean, you like we said, for all the problems that Vandy, you know, we figured would have, like they they've just been a model consistency winning games outside of outside of taking the whooping from your Tennessee boys, right? Like they've, yeah. they've taken care of business. So uh I don't know about that. And then um, you know, it's it's not a big shocker, really, but, you know, I knew Oklahoma State wasn't as good as, you know, they, they, they got to host and everything, but I think all three of us talked about that, right? Like, I don't think any of us had faith in them. Um, even DB didn't talk about them, and he always talks to, talks about the fight in right? He didn't even do that. Like, that, that's how little of faith we had in, in Oklahoma <laughs> State. I'm getting,
4: I'm getting wiser in my older year <laughs> with the Oklahoma State team. They're much like a Wisconsin football team. Ooh.
1: Like a and Miami those, baseball that, team.
0: Yeah, that,
1: how yeah. many times are we going to give bad. their dudes a regional? And they just choke it right away.
0: Well, the flip side of that is, and we're gonna do our pace but Texas seems to be in Omaha every year. So like That's true. Like at some point, you know, I had somebody tell me that this team wasn't that good. There was a Texas fan, and then uh that going into that regional and then they won. And he said, I still don't know how we're winning. And it's like, that's just what they do there, clearly. Uh, That's the culture, man. Daniel,
4: what's yours? I think it's got to be TCU. I think when you look at Arkansas, you look at Arizona, you have a really good Santa Clara team. And then you kind of couple that with a TCU team that's um, good in the beginning, terrible in the middle, start picking it up towards the end. You don't really know what you're getting. And then they come out and they just, the way they did i think that's that's super surprising to me uh the name on the lines not surprising but how they got there i think is is what's the surprising thing um you know i think you could also talk about you know like duke duke being able to withstand a unc wilmington team that's that's always in the mix uh coastal carolina team and a really good rider team that um I
1: wasn't surprised. I picked Duke.
4: I picked Duke also. I think we picked Duke too, but um, I think Coastal Carolina being who they are, I mean, they've, they've won a national championship before. I mean, it's tough to go against that, but um, overall I think TCU is the biggest surprise for me, just them being able to
0: come out and do what they did um, to the teams in that, in that region. Daniel, would you say next to Arkansas, would Auburn be the most disappointing?
4: no i think i mean Vanderbilt, two games and out two think, games think, and out but i think vanderbilt's got to be the most disappointing i mean but, they, that's they, true easiest in our and we we talked about this we thought that that was one of the easiest regions that there was um you know i think if you really want to break it down i think miami's a disappointment i think vanderbilt's a disappointment i think oklahoma state's a disappointment. Um, you know, to me, you know Auburn hosts, but Southern Miss could have easily hosted as well. So, um, I think Penn is a much better team than people give give them credit to, for being, and I think Sanford is a team that I think I mentioned this to you. Those poor dudes get picked off in the portal every year. Big facts you're if you're in there where they're located if you're any good you're going you're going to go to an alabama you're going to go to an auburn you're going to go to um one of these sec schools it's just it is what it is man
0: well before before we we wrap this thing up you know you've got to you don't usually like to gloat or brag but daniel you were mocked when you first had Oral Roberts in your top 25, you were then mocked when you said they should host a regional. And here we are in the Super Regionals. This, This is your chance for the floor, dude. What's up?
4: If anybody knows anything about baseball and they watch this regional and watch them play, there's no way they can leave and not agree with the things that I said prior to that region starting that they are one of the best twenty five teams in the country and they're flat good. Like they they are. Um
1: flat good.
4: They deserved to host. I don't know what the parameters for hosting are. Obviously it's it's really picky because, you know, Tennessee couldn't even host a region over Southern Miss. I mean yikes.
1: super regional.
4: Super regional. I mean stakes are even higher at that point so um but yeah i mean i i i'm not gonna gloat i'm just gonna take my uh take my win and my victory and and hopefully those guys can take care of
0: oregon yeah no doubt so any final thoughts randy before we get get out of here
1: well, I do want to give some final thoughts and just a shout-out to Ashley Rogers and the Tennessee softball team. She, obviously, a storied career. Didn't get all the hype that Montana Faust did, but every bit is good. Uh, their, their, you know, storybook season came to an end. Ran into a buzzsaw against OU, best team that we've probably ever seen take the diamond in softball. And then, uh, you know, d- couldn't get past Florida State. But shout-out to her for all she's given. And what I really liked about it, guys, when she her her postgame speech, she said, I'm feeling a lot of things as I walked off that diamond for the last time as of all. But most of all, I'm feeling gratitude, and I think that if we all took a little bit of that, put it into our everyday life, it would be a better place.
0: For sure, sure. Proud, proud of that Vols team, Randy. Man, they make it into the final four. Um, you know, and you you said it right, Daniel. You remember he said Florida State was the team to Dumb. to worry about, right? Like, and so we knew Oklahoma, and so uh, you know, Randy knows his softball. There's no doubt
4: show Jim Randy anything before we get out of here last call where i wrap this baby up
0: no man i'm i'm just man it it can't get here soon enough friday let's go war room's going to be set up again taking it all in it's a big weekend um
4: urge everybody out there to continue to grow the game continue making college baseball um the special sport that we we believe it is um go out there what was it jim there was a something you tweeted out where the viewership on the espn app for college baseball was what 37 percent higher than it's ever been
0: in the last 10 years correct
4: that is that's something to hang our hat on man when we talk about growing the game that's exactly what we're talking about putting eyes on the product giving these guys a chance to showcase their skills and how good they are and how special this game is so with that let's get out of here i want to thank evan russell for joining us he is the man he's the 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 legend of university of tennessee i appreciate him being on it was fun talking to him getting his you know kind of getting what he's up to now and and getting some picks from him but hey guys i want to say It's going to be another special, special, super regional weekend. We're going to get our final eight teams headed to Omaha. I'm excited. I know you guys are, Jim. You'll have the war room set up. Randy, you'll be watching on the TV, on the app and your man cave. And I'll just be fighting on my little phone screen for time. Just for time. (laughs) But guys, I want to, I want to thank y'all for another good episode. We'll continue to put content out there. If you like hearing us average shows talk X's and O's, you know what to do. Like and share the podcast, retweet us on Twitter, give us some feedback, give us some hugs, give us some loves, hearts, you know, we'll we'll take it all. We'll see everybody, hopefully, I think we'll put out a little something, something next week to recap Super Regionals and and really, really dive into uh, Omaha. Jim will be there. It's going to be exciting for him. So we'll get firsthand account while he's
0: there. Daniel, I'm going to go ahead and call it. We're going to bring a special guest and do Omaha Pace next week. We got to. Got to. Let's
3: go.
4: Let's go. Y'all get ready. Tune in for that. But once again, always, remember strong body, sharp mind. Freaking grind all the time. Crap.